0: On July 2nd, 2021, the Hip Hop Caucus held a press conference to rally around the Behalia Pipeline fight in Memphis, Tennessee. Later that day, Plains All-American Pipeline announced the cancellation of the 49-mile proposed Behalia Pipeline that would have went through the predominantly Black Southwest Memphis community to transport crude oil for export. In this episode of The Coolest Show, you'll hear part of our press conference to depict the tone and fight Prior to the cancellation, as well as the aftermath through the voices of Justin J. Pearson, co-founder of the Memphis Community Against the Pipeline, and Miss Scotty Fitzgerald, a Southwest Memphis landowner and MCAP supporter. Listen as we discuss the battle against the Bahalia Pipeline and the importance of spirit and humanity first over profit. I'm Clay, the digital director at Hip Hop Caucus, and we are excited to uh, share our expertise
1: and insight on the efforts around the Bahalia Connection Pipeline debate uh, in, in Memphis, Tennessee. We have an exciting lineup of experts from Hip Hop Caucus, Friends of the Earth, and Memphis Community Against the Pipeline, or MCAP, who will share their insights in a few minutes. Uh, we wanted to share that together, our organizations garnered about 134,000 petition signatures to do two things. Um, urge the Memphis City Council to pass the ordinance Uh, to protect Memphis, which we'll get into a little bit later, and also join the 28 members of Congress, uh, including Rep. uh, Steve Cohen, in urging Biden to revoke the permit for the Behavioral Connection Pipeline. Uh, So let's get into it. Again, uh, first expert and activist you'll hear from is the MCAP community organizer, Justin J. Pearson. Justin is a Memphis native uh, and one of the leaders of MCAP, which is a Black-led environmental justice organization seeking to end... Uh, The Racism and Injustices in Memphis with the Stopping of the Bahalia Connection Pipeline. He currently lives in Memphis, but works at the uh, headquarters of Europe in Boston. Uh, Justin, over to you. Uh,
2: Thank you so much, Jarell, and uh, the Hip Hop Caucus for helping to organize this opportunity and to all the reporters who are making the time to be here uh, today. Uh, The movement uh, against the Bahalia Pipeline and for Justice in Memphis is building in our city, in our county, and across our country. Uh, And it is coming at an important time in our nation's history as the reality about the importance of Black Lives mattering continues to meet us and greet us each day. The truth of the matter is environmental racism has plagued Southwest Memphis and the people who are Black and lower wealth in our country for far too long. And we know that there is not going to be any environmental justice without a keen focus on racial justice, without ensuring that the air that we breathe, the water that we drink, the soil in which we plant are protected, that we have the necessary regulations, and that we do the necessary work to make sure that our most vulnerable communities in Memphis and in Shelby County are protected. And we know that today that is not the case, that right now there are regulatory gaps that need to be filled and that our Memphis City Council, our county commissioners, have the power locally to do just that and to stop the Bahalia Connection Pipeline. And we are here to encourage them to do everything that they can in order to do that work, protecting the Memphis Sand Aquifer and promoting environmental justice to ensure that our most vulnerable communities are also our most protected communities. I'll say a few more words uh, later, but I'd like to pass it to my good friend uh, Jarnell Stokes.
3: Yeah, I appreciate that, Justin. Uh, it's hard to go after you. You make so many great points, and you really know your stuff. So I, I'm just so big salute to you and all the progress that you've made, and and I hope. I heard uh Jarrell call me an activist. I, I wouldn't consider my act an activist just yet. I'm an aspiring activist, just to be totally blunt. Um, you know, I've I learned about the, the dopamine addiction that, you know, things like social media has. So I've sort of taken some time away, but I'm I'm getting back to that. But you know, the point I, I pretty much want to make is um pretty short. Uh my parents uh and my grandparents all have cancer. So uh, nobody really knows how it came about. And uh, I'm kind of curious to know, you know, what are your thoughts as to how and what we can do moving forward? So I'm, I'm here more so on a, a soul-based mission, not so much the logical side will come as I uh, grow as a human being. But, you know, I, w- I remember movements, I think it was like Dakota, then I saw something, isn't a, I, something in Canada, right? where they had a pipeline yeah and these things you know blew. it really really um it took a a whole team to make it happen and it wasn't just like politicians just gave us our way so look I'm I'm super proud to be here and um it just it feels you know surreal just to be around uh such a great group and a team that's always trying to do better I mean Cancer is a a sixty billion dollar industry. I mean that's that's just the the stats, and no one really has cures. Well, there are cures that are being suppressed. So, I mean we can go on and on about the the Keystone, and and you know I also want to just say while I'm here, you know shout out to Judge Joe Brown. He's doing a lot of big things in Memphis, and, and I look forward to having a few conversations with him as well.
1: Now hear from uh, Hip Hop Caucus President and CEO, uh, Reverend Lennox Yearwood, Jr.
4: Thank you so much, Jarrell, and the work that you and many others, Nikisha and others at the Hip Hop Caucus, are doing. Definitely want to just echo what uh, Janelle just said. And first, Janelle, it's always good to hear your voice, and you are an activist. Like it or not, (laughs) we're going to drag you. Kicking and screaming if we have to, uh, but we appreciate you so much and definitely um, appreciate so much the work that Justin and Herman are doing um, in regards to the Bahalia Connection Pipeline. Uh, Hip Hop Caucus has a long history with Memphis. Um, Literally our beginning, in some cases, starts in Memphis. I was in 2004, was the co-creator of the Voter Die campaign with P. Diddy and was the political director for both uh, Russell Simmons as well as Jay-Z. And it was clear that we had to have an organizing tool. It was clear that we had to use our cultural expression to shape our political experience. That we weren't going to be connected to just being Democrat or Republican, but it was about humanity. And it was actually on uh, the anniversary of the assassination of Dr. King. When we were there, the hip-hop was being presented uh, with some acknowledgments. And on April 4th of 2004, actually 444, myself as well as Slick Rick uh, were there in Memphis and it was at that moment we decided that the Hip Hop Caucus would move forward.
1: Thank you, Rev. Uh, we will now hear from Friends of Earth, uh, Friends the Earth's advisor, Herman Morris.
5: Thank you for having me to uh, and giving the opportunity to Friends of the Earth to participate in this press conference and, frankly, in this movement. And it, it really is a movement. Uh, I can only say amen to everything that uh, those who preceded me, including Uh, The Right Reverend have said, Uh, "Friends of the Earth agrees uh, 100 percent with your position on the issue, particularly as it regards the uh, the aquifer here in Memphis and Shelby County." Uh, It's often said that this is uh, aquifer is our source of clean, pristine, natural drinking water, and that's half true. The whole truth is, it is our source here in this community. over a million and a half uh, people reside and rely on that source, that single source of water for all of their water. We take nothing out of surface water, out of river water. That is all we have, and it is our most cherished and most valuable natural resource. Uh, the pipeline presents a threat. It presents a threat that has both a, a uh, an economic and an environmental impact. Let me let me toss out the economic impact it has. If you contaminate the, the the source of our water, what happens naturally is you've got to clean the water up before you can use it. You've got to filter it. You've got to put a lot of other chemicals in to deactivate or take out the contaminants. That, along with uh, a lot of other things, drives up the cost of the water. Just the cleaning up. Effort that we would have to put in place would drive up the cost of water in in Memphis and Shelby County in the region tenfold, a, a hundredfold, a thousandfold. So that's something you want to avoid. Obviously, it will have an, an impact on the uh, health of those who uh, con- consume this contaminated water, or are at or are near the sources of it, where it, it percolates out. We we don't want that. We don't need that. We've got to do all that we can to protect and preserve it. Years ago, probably uh, in, in, the, in the early 2000s, when I was at MLGW, we engaged in a collaborative effort with the University of Memphis called the Groundwater Institute, and groundwater was their primary focus. I think they have evolved into what I believe is now Caesar. but the, the, the interest in the effort at that time was making us aware of how important this water was and how important it was for us to protect it, not only for the life and vitality of our community, but for the for the very life and the vitality of our citizens who re- rely on that, depend on that, have to have that water to survive. Uh, it, it has done a commendable job in, in educating. We've got to continue to educate. We, we also need to be vigilant because the threats and the challenges to our water supply and our water system are, are not just a one-time occurrence. The, key, the, the pipeline is, is a threat, and we need to deal with it and we need to deal with it on all fronts. Uh, the, the TVA uh, effort to drill into the aquifer, to uh, draw water, to cool their, their uh, very hot uh, generation. Uh, well, that's a threat. The TVA uh, potash pool uh, uh, pools of, of, of ash that has uh, resulted from their generation efforts that's uh, sequestered somewhere over there on their property that has a tendency or potential to leach and leak into our groundwater supply, that is a threat. We've got to be vigilant for all threats to our groundwater supply here in Memphis. And you are exactly right. Uh, The the very path that this pipeline presumes to take is uh, is another threat. We we at Friends of the Earth call that environmental justice. It, It places the communities of people of color who are most at risk and who are, are least able to individually mount a, a, a campaign uh, individually against it, it puts them at the front lines of the impact of whatever environmental mishap or problem might develop. We're always closer to the, to the, to the uh, uh, landfills, to the garbage dumps, to anything that's caustic or could cause damage uh, to a community of people. And this pipeline is no different. It can cause damage to a community of people, and it is not needed or necessary. And and I don't believe it benefits this community at all. So in addition to everything else, this pipeline is uh, an effort that proposes to help someone outside of our community by placing our community at risk uh, so that it can be delivered, whatever their product is, safely somewhere else we should not stand for that. We should stand up against that. And it shouldn't just be the people that live in the communities adjacent to the pipeline, because this, this wonderful reservoir of clean, pristine water that's a 1,000 feet or so beneath our feet, uh, it doesn't just serve that community. It, it does serve it, it serves it well, but it serves a broad regional community. All of us in this region, all of us with access uh, frankly, all of us in this nation ought to be concerned about the potential of contaminating a clean, pristine, and safe source of drinking water of water for a community that has uh, has absolutely 100% dependence upon it. Uh, but with that, and, and kind of in, in closing uh, my comments, I, I think that the the effort that is ongoing with 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 the uh, hip hop and 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 other groups that are coalescing around this effort is magnificent. It's wonderful. It's a great start. We've got to get more. We've got to do more. And we've got to prepare for a long and and, and contracted uh, offensive from the pipeline folks. And we have to defend and defeat that effort.
2: The fight that we're in is Uh, not just a uh, fight of our lives, it is a fight for our lives. Uh, The risk that Bahalia Connection Pipeline, Valero, and Plains All-American are asking that our community take on uh, is uh, to put our future and our present uh, in their hands for their own billions and billions of dollars worth of profit. Uh, For over a year now, uh, the communities of Boxtown and Westwood, and West Junction, and many others uh, have galvanized, have worked, have yelled, and have pleaded uh, for our city council, our county commissioners, our elected officials uh, to stop this project using every tool at their their disposal. We're up against two multi-billion dollar corporations who only seek billions and billions more of profits off of the backs of the poor marginalized, and lower-wealth communities here in Memphis. And we know uh, that today they are working actively to block legislation that would ensure regulation of crude oil pipeline companies uh, that might impact uh, negatively our drinking water in our aquifer. Today, Uh, We are in a fight against two multi-billion dollar corporations that care more about their bottom lines than the people of Memphis and Shelby County. And we know the facts, uh, and we've known them for quite some time now. There are 17 toxic release inventory facilities in southwest Memphis. The cancer risk is four times higher in southwest Memphis than the national average, and the kids who grow up there who become adults there have severe and acute asthma In disproportionate numbers, it's no accident that the same community that they called the path of least resistance is the one with they plan to build this crude oil pipeline. Not realizing that we are the path of resilience, and that a community can galvanize in this city and in this county and around this country, as is represented here today, to fight back. Uh, Earlier on, local leaders thought that there was nothing that they could do to protect our communities from this project and this pipeline. Now they know that there is something that they can do, and we know that there is something that they can do to protect our drinking water and to stop this pipeline, and now is the time for them to act justly for the community. And they're supported by us. You have natives like Mr. Morris, natives like myself, natives like Janelle, folks from across the country who are saying that we support their ability to stand up against the powerful interest of multi-billion dollar crude oil pipeline companies, Plains All-American, and Valero Energy Corporation to ensure that our future is safe, our water is protected. We've been fortunate. That this movement that has started in Memphis has garnered the support of folks like Vice President Al Gore, Reverend Dr. William J. Barber, and just as importantly garnered the support of Boxtown Neighborhood Association and Westwood Neighborhood Association. So on July 6th, when there's the second reading of the 1,500-foot pipeline setback, we, we need them to pass that. When the ordinance to protect the Memphis aquifer and promote environmental justice comes before them on July 20th, we need them to pass that in the first of three readings. We need them to do everything that they can to protect our community. There are not enough laws that can be passed to protect our community. We need them to do everything that they possibly can to ensure that the water remains clean just as we inherited it and that our communities remain safe particularly those who have been manipulated
6: and exploited for decades. This is about the political will to take down Goliath.
2: It's about the political courage and leadership that we believe our leaders can have to do what is just. It's the same fight that Clyde Robinson, who's 80 years old, and Scotty Fitzgerald, who's 68 years old, took on when
6: Bahalia Pipeline said they were going to sue them. And they said, let's go. We are in a fight of our lives. True. And
2: we are in a fight for our lives. There's too much at stake here at the local level to protect the water. There's too much at stake here as we fight uh, to ensure that TDEC, Uh, revokes the aquatic resource alteration permit. We, We know how much is at stake in our communities galvanizing to get the Biden administration to revoke the nationwide permit 12. There's a lot at stake here. And we need our local leaders this summer, MCAP Justice Summer, to galvanize with our community and with our partners around the country to stand up to these crude oil pipeline companies. And together, together we will win. Thank you so much. I'll pass it off.
6: All right, again, my name is Nikisha Glover, think 100% organizer for Hip Hop Caucus. I wanna thank each of our dynamic speakers who have uh, given us uh, a wealth of knowledge and understanding of around the uh, problematic aspects of the Bahalia Connect pipeline. And we ask that any coverage that is is uh, produced, from this press, uh, press conference today, that you can direct it to my attention. Um, my email address would be Nikisha at hiphopcaucus.org and I'll spell that for you. That's N-A-K-I-S-A at hiphopcaucus.org.
0: This is The Coolest Show brought to you by Hip Hop Caucuses. Think 100%. Keep the culture connected.
2: It's the coolest show you know. Yeah, respect the level information and entertainment education. Rev Yearwood got you covered as you hit your destination. the rules, everything around me. Cream. For those who lost focus, close your eyes and just dream. Open your third eye now. The
6: world is your off. Coolest, coolest show you know. The hip hop call.
0: Everybody, this is Rev Yearwood, and I have, man, some amazing guests with me today. For an amazing moment, but we're going to hear more about that in a second. I have with me from the great city of Memphis, Miss Scotty Fitzgerald. Miss Scotty, how are you doing?
7: I'm doing well. I'm doing well.
0: It's so good to be with you today.
7: It's good to be here. (laughs) I'm
0: already on. Oh, man, it's a blessing. And also with me, um, uh, who's now become actually a friend of the caucus, and that's definitely... An amazing activist. Uh Justin J. Pearson. Justin, how are you doing today? I know you must be feeling good.
2: Feeling fantastic and so happy and excited to be here with y'all uh
0: and love all the work that you do and appreciate you. Well, thank you. Well actually, just I'm gonna start with you. Cause uh okay. so for folks who are listening, this is a special episode because of it deals with the behavior connection pipeline. And there's a lot to that. And before I say that was finished, because a lot of times we 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 go into and say it's a done deal, it's over, we won, a lot of times those companies, it's not quite, it's not quite the way. There's still some work to be done. So let me just actually start with this, because this is the coolest show and I want to make sure I give folks the ability to introduce themselves. So Justin, for folks who don't know, Justin J. Pearson. Who is Justin J. Pearson?
2: Justin J. Pearson is somebody trying to do some good in the world. uh, And uh, I am really privileged and humbled and honored to serve. Uh, And in this work, I have been able to serve as co-founder of Memphis Community Against the Pipeline. Uh, uh, From Memphis, from Westwood, one of the communities that would be most impacted.
0: uh, But I'm just somebody trying to serve people. That's awesome. And who is Miss Scotty Fitzgerald?
7: The same here. Um, <laughs> I love God's people, and we are God's people. Hmm. And God gave us gifts on the inside. And when we operate in our gifts, uh, we're giving back. See, the gift of life produces the gifts. He put something deep inside of us. And when we find it and operate in that thing, everything works together like a puzzle. Mm. all the pieces just seem to fit and uh, one thing now you know i I have the gift of gab so you have to stop
0: me <laughs> well no, you well you're here on the, you're here on the show so you you can talk you can get to it and we going But actually, I want but so I'm gonna come to you Justin and I want you to get ready to get this idea to start I want you to give this kind of four one one on what this whole thing was in the pipeline mm-hmm. before I get to phil think about that for a second okay. I want to start with Miss Scotty first on this, what she was just saying. <laughs> Ms. Scotty, how important is faith in the fight? Ooh, whoo-hoo, how important is faith?
7: Without faith, it's impossible to please our creator. Mm. And that's who I took this to first. See, we got theology, but I've done quite a bit of neology.
0: On... <laughs> Come on, now, explain that. Hey. Some people that know what neology is now.
7: Neology is when you hit them knees and you get down and you say, God, mm. we need you. The, the giant looks big. <laughs> Goliath looked like a big dude. And we looked like they called us the least. Mm. But he said, and in my spirit, he said, the least becomes much when you put it in the creator's hands. Yes. And look, look what we become. Look and look how big this is going to get. It's giving people the courage to fight back now where they would have been thought of as the least. Mm. Is let them know you have a voice. You don't just have to sit back. I don't care how much money. Money doesn't overrule God. Yeah. The creator created everything. And he created it for us. Mm. And we can just sit back and let somebody take what God has given us. That right there to me is a sin. <laughs> when you sit back and say nothing. I know we've come under a lot of hardness. But as a little girl, I was an only child and I just never knew when to shut up. (laughs) My mother would just, we had to go to the back of the bus. I sit at the front and my mother never went to the back and they were afraid I was going to say something really because I would always think. And I did. And I was trying to figure out, here's some seats up here. That was that honest gift within me. I couldn't understand all the other stuff. And I've always been like, that, you know, mm. one period in my life, I did get a little quiet. I was listening, though, because it's just some things you just almost just can't believe. How another human being. It's just saying you can't. That money is so much greater than God. Mm-hmm. I have faith has been my key. And it's unlocked the treasure chest. We have it. Mm. We have it
0: arranged Miss Scotty, me I g I gotta ask you one more. So keep I'm coming to you design for this four one one, but Miss Scotty bringing some real wisdom right here. So I just wanna yeah. I wanna just ask her one more question on on that topic. Um so Miss Scotty here, we and and on the coolest show, we have a lot of folks who listen in the environmental movement. A lot of them are not people of color, a lot of them not people of faith. A lot of them may say they are um agnostic, they atheist, all kinda of things. And you know, oh, that's fine. Everybody can come how they need to come. But you're making a very important point here about the importance of faith to win a victory. And so for a person of color as a black woman, and you're you're bringing in history, you're bringing in your what you've gone through. And I know Memphis a little bit. I mean, Memphis, obviously, folks know, was the place where Dr. King uh, was assassinated on April 4th, 1968. But Memphis has a lot of history. People don't know them. Memphis is not just that. There's a yes. lot, a lot, a lot of history in Memphis, particularly in the South and what they've done. There's black colleges there. There's all kind of greatness that's in Memphis. There's also a lot of problems in Memphis. I mean, just keeping it, keeping it 100. But Miss Miss Scotty, you're talking about faith—the faith of a mustard seed. The faith of if God be for you, who can be against you? That that's kind fair. of faith. So I just need you to tell folks that. And what you're saying here, from your perspective, your perch, this battle could not have been won without faith.
7: No, I don't believe it could. Mm. In fact, when they were contacting me and trying to strong arm me with paperwork, and then they sent uh, this guy out named Sonny. And Sonny was on the phone, and I preached Sonny a nice message. And I told Sonny, you might have everybody else. But I have the one true creator who created everybody else.
0: Come on now. And the (laughs) earth is the Lord's, and
7: the fullness thereof.
0: Hey, come on.
7: They that dwell. And I told him this. I said, if God by some chance want a pipeline, it'll be. I said, and then it'll work for our good. Come on. Everything he does is for our good. I said you talk to them and I'm gonna talk to him and we'll see who
0: comes out on the wing in the Hey, come on, come on now. <laughs> come on, Miss Scotty Ray. We 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 did we, we done went from podcast to church in like <laughs> just a few minutes. Come on, Miss Scotty. People don't understand just so much of what how we've overcome. Miss Scott, I'm gonna come back to you on on okay. just right. I'm, I'm gonna let you just catch a breath on that one because that was all right there. Uh, Justin, give us the four one one about how we got to this point to begin with. What 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 was the beginning and what's the middle and now where are we?
2: Yes, Uh, amen to everything. uh, Miss Scotty Fitzgerald shared Uh, in the black church. Nobody but Jesus Uh, was folks start to shout when you see things happen that couldn't have happened any other ways. Um, And in this struggle, $2 billion crude oil pipeline companies, Valero Energy Corporation and Plains All-American, decided that they would build a crude oil pipeline from Oklahoma down through Memphis and Mississippi to Cancer Alley in the Gulf of Mexico for export. Uh, They did this by calling the community the path of least resistance here in Memphis, uh, a community that is 97% black, uh, average income of folks $26,000 a year. It's also a place that has four times the cancer risk than the national average, has 17 toxic release inventory facilities. But they thought this was the path of least resistance. And so they planned to build this crude oil pipeline and the community began to resist. And our movement was catalyzed last October 2020 when the pipeline company actually came to Memphis and met with local Uh, folks and explain how good their crude oil would be for us, despite the fact that we live on top of an aquifer that supplies all of our drinking water. uh, And they were going to build right atop that. Uh, They were explaining how much money this would bring into the community, despite the fact that the project was only going to last nine months. And they were building on top of the most seismically active area in the United States outside of California. They were explaining in October all of these things, but the community said no. Uh, we do not want this pipeline. And so, from Boxtown and Westwood and White Haven and throughout the community, we began to rally and we began to organize and partner with folks across the country, including those like the Hip Hop Caucus, uh, to resist, to get local leaders involved, to inform our community, to educate our community, then to activate our community for justice. And so, from our United States congressmen to our mayors, we've been working and have worked to get people engaged in this struggle for environmental justice. And the end. Of the environmental racism that's wreaked havoc on Southwest Memphis disproportionately for decades due to the history and legacy of redlining, all the way to the siting of industrial facilities in this particular zip code. Uh, Over the past several months, we've been fortunate uh, that legislatively we've been crafting uh, policies that would involve the zoning and siting of pipelines, which is work that we still have to do. Uh, And we were really fortunate that our county commission denied the sale of land. To by Halea Pipeline, and we built power uh, in this city and in this county to resist this project. And it garnered attention from folks like Vice President Al Gore, who came to Memphis and rallied with us, Mm. Uh, Reverend Dr. William J. Barber of the Poor People's Campaign, who also uh, came to Memphis and rallied with us. And we kept marching and we kept rallying, we kept meeting uh, and demanding that our community's voice and our cry and our plea to stop this project uh, be answered. And that is with a lot of faith in God and a belief in one another that we fought in courts. Uh, we fought in the court of public opinion. Uh, and this past weekend, we learned that the Biahalia connection pipeline was canceled. Uh, and that is a, a testament to the will and the work of hundreds of thousands of hands uh, to get to this point.
0: So, so Justin, is, is it over? Is, this, is this done? No, this is not over.
2: It is not over until there are laws and legislation in place that protect communities from having to fight these fights. Uh, It it isn't over until we know for sure people can uh, have access to their land without the fear of imminent domain from private companies uh, taking their property particularly in this state where that's not allowed. And so we are actually just yesterday heard from by uh, Plains All-American and Valero Energy Corporation that they're going to fight the local legislation that we're pushing forward this summer, even though their project's been canceled. And so that's letting us know that they're planning to do something else. Uh, and we're going to have to continue to work and continue to advocate and continue to make our necessary moves uh, to protect our community and to protect our drinking water and protect those who are most vulnerable uh, for what they try and do
0: next? well, well, let me let me unpack a few things there on on that. Um, one, starting with the the these companies, do you think that the strategy behind that is because they don't want this to become a precedent?
2: Exactly. That's, that's one of the primary drivers, I would say. Uh, we are in court regarding the cases, eminent domain cases. They non-suited Ms. Scotty Fitzgerald and Mr. Clyde Robinson uh, and MCAP, was actually allowed to intervene in those cases. And so our case against bahalia was actually going forward. Uh, and we believe that they don't have the right to use eminent domain. And if a court was to agree with our opinion that they didn't have the right to use eminent domain. It would have serious ramifications for Plains All-American and Valero, but also the fossil fuel industry uh, as a whole. And they're also hoping that momentum dies down, that people stop caring about this issue, that attention gets drawn elsewhere. Uh, But the reality is we're not going anywhere, and we're going to be able to keep up pressure locally to protect ourselves so that we don't have to wait on something to happen at the state level. We don't have to wait for something to happen at the national level. And I do think that's going to be a paradigm shift and fights against pipelines into the future that people aren't just going to be protesting to the president, but they're going to be near and, and and connecting with their local officials who have a lot more power uh, than they think they might have to stop projects like this.
0: Justin and Ms. Scott, let me ask you both this question here. Um, this is this. So, you know, one, I, I'm, I'm so happy for you, and I'm so happy for the community. I'm so happy for the people of Memphis. I'm just happy for this victory um, um, of really stopping the Behelia Connection pipeline. I want to get to what you were saying, Justin. This is really, Again, this is for you and for Ms. Scotty to think about this. Um, the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. I want to start there. Because one of the things in this climate fight, what we're seeing is that we're seeing that those who are first and worst impacted by the climate crisis, by pollution, by dirty air, by dirty water, by putting pipelines, are particularly uh, poor people and people of color, black, brown, indigenous, people of color. And so you said something there in which that because of systemic racism throughout this country's history, mm-hmm. that they then think that makes the people weak. Now we just heard Miss Scottie break it down. That that, that we can, we, we can fool you. <laughs> don't, 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 don't judge the book by the cover now. Cause yeah. may be, you may be surprised by what you get, but this is my point here. Let's keep it 100. I know Memphis and I'm just, I mean, I want to talk about the coalition. I listen, I have worked in Memphis um for literally, and I don't know how old you are, Justin. You don't. you're not that you're not that old. But I've been working in Memphis for a minute, minute. I mean, for at least 17 years, I've been around the work in Memphis. I've worked in Memphis around issues of police brutality and gun violence. I've worked in Memphis because it had one of the highest rates. Of mothers losing their babies at birth, I worked in Memphis um, for situations of just some good things, and I worked in Memphis for things that man, you know, is just ignorant. Just just mm-hmm. shake your head like, man, that's real. why are we acting like that? I worked in I worked in Memphis with 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 folks who have done just all kind of things to fight back, but I've also worked in Memphis to see folks who who ain't doing nothing, and this shocks me. Because somehow you pulled together the coalition of the willing. Somehow you got folk together. And that's not as easy. I, I need for folks who are in Detroit, New Orleans, Oakland. They may be wondering, how in the world? Because keeping it real, you know, behind the scenes, it's not so easy to pull together these coalitions. So let's start there. What what, what was the coalition? Um you know, what were the good days for the coalition? What were the bad days for the coalition? And where is the coalition now? Yeah, uh, I merit
2: a lot of our success to a few things. One, it's the spirit of, of, of Memphis, the spirit of people who fight uh, injustice, right? Uh, we talk about Dr. King dying here. It was the spirit of Memphians who were fighting uh, against unjust wages and unfair practices. And unfair labor practices that brought him here, that drew him here. And that spirit has not died. Uh, And it lives in folks, as you can see, like Miss Scotty Fitzgerald, who took on multi-billion dollar pipeline company before she had a lawyer uh, Mm -hmm. saying, no, I'm not going to sell my land to you all. Uh, And so uh, that spirit is a part of of this movement and the struggle. And you are absolutely right. It's a coalition of the willing. Uh, Memphis is unique, and you know this, in the fact that we get all of our Everybody gets their water from the same place, uh, and it's something about that universality of this struggle that that was in danger and is still in danger because there are no protections that contributed to people who might otherwise not connect uh, and be proximate to the problems happening in the black neighborhood, proximate to the problems happening in the lower wealth neighborhood, that began to realize that if we don't advocate for the community that is being the most marginalized, we too will suffer, and that. Idea, idea, right, which is oftentimes talked about philosophically, was very real and apparent in this issue. And I believe that it is going to last uh, beyond this one to tackle some of the other problems that you mentioned there. Uh, the coalition uh, began really with people in Boxtown, Westwood, uh, galvanizing and saying, all right, let's meet together. Let's talk together. Let's figure this thing out over, you know, Zooms every single day. Uh, two more established organizations protect our aquifer Southern Environmental Law Center, Breach Collective, actually our first coalition partner out of Portland, Oregon, uh, said, how can we help? And then we had lawyers at Birch, Porter, and Johnson, uh, which Ms. Scottie can can speak to more than me, who helped us fight in the eminent domain cases. And that core group began to spread outwards, right, as we began to understand how significant this battle would be. It wouldn't just be local. Uh, we looked at the state level, their permits at the state level, their people at the state level uh, who can pass legislation, but also who approve permits. And then there's the national level, national permits, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Congress, the White House, people to be getting involved. And so our coalition started with the, sort of the small group of folks in southwest Memphis and continue to grow and expand organizationally, right, to different partners at the local, regional and national level, as you all well know. Um, But we never lost sort of our guiding point, our center uh, to this, our our North Star, if you will, which has always been, are we doing what is right uh, for the people in Westwood? Is this decision what is right for the people in Boxtown? Are we making decisions that are proximate to the people who we know are, are being impacted the most? in what Mustafa Santiago Ali calls the sacrifice zones. That's black folk. That's poor folks who are tired of being beaten back and beaten down by these systems of injustice because the truth of the matter is we're being killed, right? This pollution isn't just in the air, it's in our lungs. And we are dying, right? I buried two grandmothers in their 60s from cancer who lived in southwest Memphis. This is not uh, 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 philosophical. We're, we're in a real struggle here for our lives. And we are able to elevate that struggle in a way that people who also care about their water, who do care more about community and are compassionate about community, uh, started to listen. And so you can't talk about environmental injustice without talking about racial injustice, right? And we have interwoven that into the way that our coalition, and there are a lot of uh, organizations led by all white folks or or white-led that now have to talk about environmental racism, You can't not do it and be a part of this work. And what we're really excited about as we pass this legislation, this environmental justice summer, uh, is that our coalition is going to continue to move forward. And we're going to tackle issues from our our strengths, but we're going to do it in a united front, leveraging the know-how, leveraging the experiences that we've had together uh, to get more justice in Memphis and hopefully uh, replicate that in other places across the country too.
0: It's amazing, and I'm, I'm gonna come back to that. I'm going to address this summer in a second, Miss Scotty. I want to, I want to come to you. Um, I have a question for you. Um, you know, w- were you living? Were you around Memphis when Dr. King was assassinated? Were you was that? Was that? Were you around? I was a teenager, and my
7: mother told me not to go go downtown when they were marching. I think I was about 13, 14. And the reason I'm laughing here is because uh me and my little girlfriend, my friend, you know, we grew up together and uh, we were kind of with the afro and black power and you know uh James Brown say it loud, I'm black, I'm proud. And, and so I was ready to go to war <laughs> or whatever it would take. So we were gonna go get into the march. And uh as we were going. Uh, One of our friends were knocked down with the the policeman, knocked him down on the ground and her sister was holding him, holding his head in her lap. And it was so much going on, so much activity. Um, I don't think they have any film of me down there, but uh, my mother kind of chastised me. I told you because she was nervous about me in his mouth. (laughs) She used to tell me, see, but really God would give me what to say. I'm going to put it that way. Even young, I always looked at the outside of the box. I never just settled for what was in the box because I was thinking, why is it like this? Why do we have to go through this? We're human beings. Our blood is red and Mm. our families love and people, we got families that love us and we love family. And we love each other. What is this about? And it just really just you just don't know how it messed with me mentally. So if it's messing with me mentally, it's I'm almost 70. If it's messing with me mentally now, can you imagine what it's doing to our children? Mm. We want to know why they are taking up guns, why they are doing this. Some of them have been so wounded. So they're really suffering PTSD. And we don't quite get it. Why would you want to kill each other? You got to value each other. Well, they don't know to love your neighbor and you have to love yourself. And if you don't love yourself, you'll shoot your neighbor. It's so much going on. You're telling a story where my friend was 16 years old and they had his funeral at Mason Temple as well. And he would, the policeman shot him in the stomach because he was up trying to find his mother. She was living in a high rise in the project. and her, his mother and father had divorced. And he was trying to get to his mother and the policeman shot him. He was one of the he was one of the best people I knew shot him in his abdomen. He sit on the curb. Nobody. The, the ambulance wouldn't even come. He sit there and bled to death and died. His name was Larry Payne. And I'm talking about it now, but it hurt.
0: No, oh, take, take take it down.
7: It hurt. And, you know, when you get angry, you're calling me the least when I know I'm the greatest. Hmm. Muhammad Ali told you I'm the greatest. (laughs) He didn't laugh. God created us that way. They could be the greatest, too, but they bank on the God, their money God. Hmm. We have almighty God. See, this is what I'm trying to say about spirit first and then human. We don't want to be no so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good because mm. God said there is labor. If you believe faith come with works and works come with faith. So we got to get up and do something. There are some sacrifices that have to be made. And I realize that now I was what five years old and my dad spent a lot of time with me. And that is really that's uh, crucial to children. Do you know that my dad spent a lot of time? We went to a store. And this man was hungry and he stole a package of cheese. These people in that store called the policeman, and they beat him within an inch of his life in the back of the store for stealing cheese. And I saw a dad who tried to get me out so I wouldn't see this happening. And I was just asking questions loud. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? And I was a little girl. And in my mind, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, who are you? Who's anybody? To dehumanize anybody else, who do you think you are? And those are the questions that still pop up in me. So when they told me that, uh, and I went to the park, or it's so much in between that, and my man go fast, and my lips would take it. But um, when I started, I was they had a meeting with the Valeria and I went down, and and we had on masks, and Justin got up and spoke, and I tell you, I, I saw President all over him. I said, my God. And he told him, he said, we're not ignorant. We know what you're doing. We've done our homework. So you can't just sit down in here and just uh, pat us on the head Mm. and give us just anything. We have facts here. And one of our people got up. And when I say our people, a person of our hue, you know, because our people are not bad and all people are not good. She got up and made a statement. Well, we're going to get it anyway. It will happen. And when she did that, I really had to say a prayer. I said, Mm. how do you feel about taking these elderly people's property, our property? How do you feel about telling us that we, and people have struggled and done without just to have just that little piece of property. And you're going to say to us that you will, y'all will do it. You're not even a fraction in the company. You might make six figures, but it's a loss. You're not even a fraction to these people. And you stand up and tip. I mean, it was to me it was
0: ugly. So Miss Scott, I got, I mean, let me break this down. This, you saying something that's very, very, very important. And so when this, first of all, thank you for that history, because I think that again, for folks who are listening, that our people have gone, sometimes when you think, you know, God prepares us for the fight even from when we are young. And even when we go through what we went through from, from what you went through, I mean, that's what yes. I mean, weren't, weren't here <laughs> uh, with Dr. King. Um, but what, what what our community went through in that process and what you saw from people being just brutalized and going through from the back of the store up until now, it prepares you to stand up when they try to take your property. But what you are now getting to is very important, because in this process you said there was two black people, and you saying that it was basically two people of color, and you said one was on one side and one was on the other. If I'm making sure I'm Justin spoke spoke up. He was like, "My goodness, he was it was speaking like a violin. He was so pretty, and and he was power to the people. And on the other side is another folk who looked like us. And so when I say that and I bring that to this point, you were able to discern. Clearly, who was with you and who was against you?
7: Oh, of course. Of course. And my phone is trying to do, I really kind of believe my phone has been deaf. But I'm going to tell you this yes, I could discern. I can hear God give us wisdom. Now, you can choose to be ignorant if you want to be. It's a choice. If you want to stay ignorant and bury your head in the sand and pretend you don't see because you want a new Mercedes or you need a new uh, $1,500 purse, or you want a bigger house. We all want those things. And those things have been put here for us. God said, beloved, I would that you would have life and that more abundantly. And there is no, 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 no sorrow with my blessings. But when you make that a priority and you don't care for his people and you don't think that you're hurting, you're talking about a lot of seniors too. Where's the respect for us? Mm-hmm. Where's the respect that you could even have a, a platform that you could even have a job like that? It was times here in Memphis that you couldn't even, you know, you're at the back of the bus, Handy Park. That park was so filthy, they wouldn't even clean it up the city. you paying city tax. There was a time in my life I could see where black people couldn't even go to Memphis State. And it's a state college and pay. we were paying taxes. Our parents were paying taxes. Hmm. But we weren't allowed to go. We were kind of discriminated against. And uh, you had to make a certain score on your ACT that was way over what they had. In other words, whatever you had, they did. We had to double it up and do it even better. We just have had so much. And God said we're the head and not the tail. And I'm not going to believe that all Black people are good and all white people are bad. This is a systematic racial move that's being made right here. This is a system. There are good people and there are bad people. There are people that will stand with you and there are some that won't. Dr. King, I loved him. He was a human being, though. I loved him. And it's one song that he said, If one thing he said, if I could touch somebody, if I can help somebody then my living shall not be in vain. Mm. And that's the truth. If we can reach out, a seven-year-old child his shot the other day. I'm a grandmother and I'm a nurturing grandmother. I'm not the party grandmother. I'm the old-fashioned grandmother and I'm not putting anybody down. But I'm the kind that would take 10 of them in my arms. And if my arms could save them, if I could give them something if I could give a and we have, my husband and I have done this. We've gone and fed homeless. We've gone to do this. But you got to do it with a caring heart, not to be seen, not so that you can be fame and fortune. That's not what I'm after. I'm after seeing our people and my grandchildren and perhaps when you have grandchildren, your grandchildren, go up and have something here for them. Leave them a legacy more than some lips, hips, and fingertips. They need something else other than that. We need to concentrate. And I told them in a meeting, God is not making any more land. So we need to hold on to what we have. Hmm. See, they didn't anticipate that our people were going to be thinking about how to buy land. They thought that, you know, we would just constantly share crop that we had to just live on minimum. All the time my mother was working in Toledo, Ohio, she was packing back and saving and sending and paying for the property that her mother and father so they wouldn't have to go back to that type of living. And let me tell you something. We are smart people. When we will use our gifts, we are smart. We're not dumb at all. The one thing that we had, and I love Black Moses. I love Harriet Tubman. I love her. The one thing that we had, is that we have the ability to lead. We have the ability to get people together. We have the, God give us that strength and that mind. And so to put the mind out, why do you think the drugs was putting out our people? Why do you think that they put this stuff out there and gave them something that was unnatural inside of them so that they could kill the man? Because if you kill the man and the, the head, the body will die. So if I can get your thoughts, if I can take your mind, if I can get your mind off of family, if I can set your mind in another area, don't you know that they know who you are? Mm. The people with money and even the people, it's people are going to suffer of all colors. That's the truth. Cause it's, it's, it's white and black. It's about status. It's about who got what. And you got, they got so much money that's, are uh, investing in these shares. And we're not stupid. There's some black people investing in this too. They got so much money, they could live off the interest of their money all the days of their life and would never touch the principal. How much money do you need? And if you kill your whole, if you take out everybody, your money won't mean much. I guess you will have to go out of space because they're getting their boogies ready. They're already going out of space, you know mm. going up in the trying yeah. to, find, but God is there too. that's the surprise uh, with dr king he he came and he was he did what he was supposed to do. he did what he was assigned to do, and he operated in his gifts. I didn't understand him leaving so early and leaving his babies and his wife behind. We cried. I mean, my class we. You just can't believe how much love it is. I took some courses here in my 50s and a young girl was in one of the composition classes I was in. And, and the question was asked about civil disobedience, the Civil War, and the Civil Rights Act. Do you know she thought that the Civil War was the war we fight now, which might be, but yeah. she didn't know coming out of the school system And did not know, and nobody put checks and balances behind anybody. Stuff just done like we're the least not thought of as even a roach. That's how they thought of us for real, like we're just born to be ignorant and born to be. No, this is stuff you planned. This is the history you took from us. This you didn't let a lot of us know who we are and whose we are. Do you know it took God to bring us this far? It took God to bring us this far. Who else could you attribute to it? I have one more thing I want to say. I'm talking and I know I'm kind of going in a whole lot of directions, but I got essays and papers I could write on one so we don't have time for all of this book I could put out here to you today. I want to say this. If God can take a rooster, put him on a house or put him outside in the yard, he crows every single day at 6 a.m. He never misses a crow. Even in daylight saving time, <laughs> he'll still
6: crow mm. at the same time every day. Who told the rooster to crow? This is for the agnostics
7: and for those, uh, the ones that don't believe that God is who he say he is. Who put an alarm clock inside the rooster for him to crow at the same time every day? How does he know to do
6: that? Does he have a brain? Did he hear somebody talking about it? Did man do that? No. We are here on God's order. Each one teach one.
7: Each one be responsible for one. I know some of them make us so mad we don't know what to do. And we think, you just ain't. <laughs> but that's where you have compassion. Have compassion for the ignorant. And really the stupid. Have compassion for
0: Miss Scotty, I want to say this to you. And this is the reason. First of all, you made a lot of sense. And I think a lot of times we, we, we have, we, our movements and our people are too smart for themselves. And they yes. forget. You right a lot, and we don't listen to wisdom. Um, And we, even in the media, people want to get in front of the media, and media is for a minute or two seconds. The reason why we, we have this conversation is for we can catch everything you just said, because folk need to go back and rewind and listen to, because the one thing that you have made clear is that on April 4th, 1968 in Memphis, the dream did not die on the balcony. No. And the second thing you have made clear is that from that, that there's a spirit in our people to still resist injustice. And they're going to know the difference, no matter what color you are, what kind of suit you got on, what kind of car you drove, that they, that we're going to know the difference if you either for us or you are against us. And the one thing you have made quite clear in this conversation, that if God be for you, nothing, and I do mean nothing can be against you. So I just want to say thank you because I think that the one thing in this conversation um, that is important for a lot of us, a lot of our folks, we, a lot of folks want to um, rely upon prestige and the academy and all that. And I haven't been around for a long time, Miss Miss Scotty, and I'm going to say this to you. I've seen a lot of these fights when people have had money on both sides and they have not won. The they, other side has won. I've been on these fights when folks have had all kinds of stuff and they have not won. That's why this fight here in regards to the behavior Connection Pipeline is amazing and why we have to examine it. And you've just broken it down. You, 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 if folk missed it, then they missed it. They're going to be like, well, the data says this. And, 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 and you have broken it down. There is something powerful about people coming together and there's something powerful about the power of faith. And when you put people power and faith power in the same bucket and and, and you put that together, then then we can make the impossible happen. And that's what you're saying and that and that's like, okay, so I can because you know we can get it in all into all the other stuff, but that's and, and we and we as a people, need to have that. So Miss Miss Scott, I just want to say thank you um, for that. And uh, I, I do have one more question for you before before we, this time went so fast, but I do have one. I want to get to Justin right here because Justin said something the other day. Miss Scott, he said, uh, he got out there outside City Hall and I got it here. He said, we're going to use that power and we're going to create justice right here in Memphis. So, 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 so brother Justin, uh, what is next now? I mean, so it, you 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 have these uh, you have these coalitions that you put together. These groups that oppose the pipeline. Um, you have folk now, like 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 Miss Miss Scotty. Actually, I don't know what's going to happen with folk who I guess who who gave the money. Uh, do, do they get to keep the money? If they, if, if, if they gave the money up to, I don't know all that all those situations. I mean, that's stuff we we need to discuss. But but Justin, you mentioned environmental justice summer. And so, um, or freedom summer. I'm not, correct me which one it was, but what is next now? I mean, what, what, what is next? And you just heard, and you just heard, I know you just took in everything that Miss Scotty said. So as a, as a young person, as a person of faith yourself, what, 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 what is the one thing actually before you get to all the, 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 the freedom, the, the freedom summer part, Justin, What's the one thing that you have learned in this fight? One thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a
2: few things, uh, brother. Go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. Right. I mean, endless things. I've learned something new every day. Um, mm-hmm. it truly, it is so important uh, to
6: keep walking and keep trusting and keep believing, mm-hmm. even when you don't know. Uh, I've never uh, led a campaign against a pipeline company, um, didn't know a lot of this legal stuff. Didn't know a lot of organizing things.
2: Uh, but we did and do know God yes, sir. and black folk for centuries had that one constant, right? That's been most consistent of our experience and our journey, whether we were, it was our ancestors in cotton fields of Mississippi or rice paddies of South Carolina. Uh, Whether it was, you know, taking people off lynching trees here in Shelby County or uh, seeing the toll of mass incarceration in our communities, that the one consistent thing is there's a God that's with us. Mm. And truly, if God is for us, Mm. uh, Valero and Plains can come against us. Come on. Uh, a status quo that calls us the path, of least resistance and disinvest in our community can come against us. Uh, but God's with us. Hmm. And That's so it. it's important that we keep walking and we keep trusting and keep believing even in the most difficult moments. And I've learned uh, uh, to trust in God. Hmm. It. And I have learned to believe more than I ever have before. Mm. And when you got folks like Miss Scotty Fitzgerald praying for you and praying with you yes, and you get texts from around the country and the world of people saying, I, I sent another one up for you. It gives you a little bit more wind that you're back. Um, because difficult days are guaranteed. Um, because there was no end in sight. We we're, we're just ready to fight for however long we needed to. Um, and uh learning to to trust and to believe in spite of uh not knowing uh is a lesson and has been a lesson in and of itself uh for me and uh, uh then now we just go and go and go to church, but then you you think of of old David and he he says, you know I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord hmm. in the land of the living it, but, that's what he says. I believe that I will see the goodness Come on, of the man. Lord in the land of the living. And uh, look at it. Mm. this people power. We had legal power, but we had God power mm. uh, and the combination of this powerful, these powerful things tapped into something spiritual uh, that built a movement in Memphis and. Uh, revive what some people thought was a dead dream and will continue to push us forward as we create justice during this 2021 environmental justice summer in this city. Because uh, that spirit, it cannot be broken. Uh, it will not be bowed, nor will it be bent. Uh, but it will continue to catalyze the necessary work to turn that spiritual power into legislative power in this city.
0: Yes. Mm. My, 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 my. Listen, if you don't know how these good folks done beat that oil company, <laughs> you ain't been listening. My, 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 my. I- I'm going to close. I just want to say thank y'all. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Miss Scotty, on this question. a 100 years from now, in 2121, 21, none of us going to be here on this side of Jordan. Um, but what will be here will be the fact that those folks will not be dealing with the behavior connection pipeline the those folks the the- those folks who who are a hundred years from now them them babies babies, babies who ain't even been born yet there's there's generations upon generations yes they they're gonna look back at a market and be like there was some folks. In Memphis, uh, there was Justin J. Pearson and Miss Scotty Fitzgerald, and a whole bunch of other folks. And and I don't even know there's a picture right here. Uh, the brother with the afro is a picture. of This beautiful woman, Miss <laughs> Miss Fitzgerald, and everybody else. And they was by the, They was wearing masks for some reason. I'm not sure why they was wearing masks, but they was all wearing masks <laughs> at that time out there doing their thing. But what I what I do know is that there's no pipeline. There was a pipeline that was in the pipeline, and there's no pipeline now. And they said it was because of this thing they believed in, and this force called God. Yes. Miss Scotty, 100 years from now, none of us going to be here, but your work will be. Oh, God. Your work yeah. will be. Your 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 courage will be. Yeah, Your love will still be here. How does that make you feel?
7: It makes me feel, and while you're talking, can I just put this, this verse in here? Mm-hmm. They that wait upon the Lord, hmm. serve the Lord. Waiting means like, yeah, person waiting. They that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength and they shall run. And they shall mount up with wings of eagles. Eagles don't flop around. They stretch their wings. And God puts that wind beneath their wings so that they can soar. And what this is saying to our people, you can soar. Mm. You don't have to flop around. You can soar. And he said, you'll run and not be weary. And I'm not going to let you get tired. And you'll walk and not faint. And we walk in the sun. Nobody knew the other day how much pain I was in. But God said, get up and walk. And I like what Justin just said. He said, you said, what's the plan? We'll walk. And God is not going to let us faint. And what I'm hoping for our people is they will latch on. And finally come to the understanding. I'm somebody.
6: Yes.
7: God God loves me. I'll have people that love me. I'm somebody. And I'm a force to be dealt with. We are trophies. And God got us in a a trophy case so that we can shine. He knocked the dust and dirt off of us. And he says, shine for me now. I know it's going to be work. I sacrificed too. They talked about me too. They spit in my face too. They said I wasn't a king. Hey, God, but we are. Hmm. We are sons of God according to Galatians 3 and 26 and 27 on through that. Therefore, there is no more. There's no more, no more gender, no more bond. Nor, we are the sons of God. And we are bad to the bone. When they got us from over the water there, they got the cream of the crop. They didn't just come for the one. <laughs> Everybody think we just, oh, yes, ma? no, no, no. That wasn't us. We are the chosen of God. Everything comes from, you know, where it comes from, all colors. The best you can do is be beige. That's the lightest you can get from black. <laughs> And the melanin was taken when they went over through in the Nordics. And the cold weather will not let that hormone create color. They are still our brothers and sisters. But if you read the first uh, chapter of Songs of Solomon, he said, my sisters and my brothers despise me because the sun has kissed my skin. And he said, I am commonly, I am black but common. Read it and study to show yourself approved There is messages Codes all through the word of God And I would trust you could get you a nice old Bible A nice old Hebrew Bible would be real nice Where you can read and find out Uh, Third chapter of Revelation said His skin was as burnt brass Take your brass something And go burn it and see what you get Mm. See, God He is deep within us He's in you He's he's right now. Holy, that holy thing, holy, holy ghost. That's the old folk. Holy ghost is moving in you right now. You feel his spirit because what comes from the heart, which is the heart. One hundred years from now, the groundwork has been laid. Do you mind if I do just one little snippet? I'm just a line.
0: Take your time.
7: Take your time. God gave me this when I died. I died before, and they brought me back. And uh, in a little while, I, I did come back. But the song he gave me was, Hold on, just a little
6: while longer. Hold on,
7: just
6: a little while
7: longer. Hold on. Just a little while longer,
6: everything is going to be all right. Mm. It's going to be all right. Mm. It really
0: is. Brother Justin, I'm giving you the last word. Mm. Mm
6: -mm.
0: Uh, He didn't bring us this far
6: to leave us alone. He brought us way too far. To give up now. We are on the right side of history. We are doing God's work by pursuing justice for black people, Mm. for people who have been left out by bringing
2: people from the periphery to the center. This this is is the work of justice.
6: This, This is the work of God on planet Earth. And so we, we have to keep speaking, we have to keep
2: preaching, we have to keep singing, we have to keep dancing, we got to keep shouting, we got to keep working, we got to keep marching, we got to keep rallying, we got to keep going. Because this is the work that we are called to do. This is the price. So one person said, we're paying for our rent on earth, and it's worth it. Uh, it is worth it to be in this fight that we are called to be in, and we didn't choose to be beautiful and black, but we are. Uh, We didn't choose to be marginalized and oppressed, but we are. And now we take the spirit that is within us, a spirit that cannot be destroyed, and we use it to do the work of God. We use it to do the work of justice for people who are most marginalized. For people who are most oppressed, for people who are being called the paths of least resistance instead of the paths of resilience. This is the work. And I am just fortunate
6: to be a servant of it, to lift the voices of people in Boxtown, the freedmen's community. Black folk were called property in this country. We, they called us property. Weren't considered people until the 1870 census. That's our that's our reality,
2: right? We got to bring those voices, those histories, those 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 spirits, those ancestors, and by our works, we redeem them and we humanize them against a status quo that would still say their lives meant nothing. And so, yeah, we're fighting to stop pipelines. Yeah, we're going to fight to end this terror and reign of pollution, and we do it as a holy sacrifice. Mm. to God and to those generations and generations and generations and generations and generations that'll come after us.
0: That is Justin J. Pearson and Miss Scotty Fitzgerald. And I am Rev Yearwood, your host of The Coolest Show. Thank y'all so much. Like what you heard on this episode? Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us at Think 100 Climate and at Hip Hop Caucus on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Visit TheCoolestShow.com where you can take action for climate justice right now. You can also learn more about this podcast and donate to Think 100%, which is a non project. Thank you for listening and all power to the people. It's the coolest
5: show you know.